2: You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: It is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us as always as we take care of you on the weekend and cover as much as we possibly can right here and right now. So let's get started with this. We're going to have a quick little practice report. We're also going to hear from... Uh, Washington football team starting tight end Logan Thomas, who has had himself one hell of a week. Uh, we'll explain a little bit more on that. And as well, we're going to hear from starting center Chase Roulier, who enters the final year of his rookie contract. Now, he's been starting for, you know, this will be his third year in a row as a full-time starter. Uh, and hard to see that changing, even though they drafted potentially his replacement, and they also drafted last year before this current coaching staff got here, Ross Pierschbacher. So it's hard to see Chase Rulier staying uh, much more than this year. I can't rule anything out, but we'll see. Uh, I did ask him about that, so you will hear uh, that particular question. But as far as the practice report goes from Friday, look, it was a little bit sloppy, it was a little bit disjointed, some of that expected um you know they had two days off thursday was a day of reflection of team bonding of getting together of airing grievances in terms of everything going on in the world as we told you on the last episode uh, here of the Locked on Washington football team podcast, and we let you hear from Ron Rivera on Thursday afternoon after that meeting, an hour and a half meeting. So Ron thought some of the uh, sloppiness, some of the disjointed play, if you will, a little bit on Friday morning was a result of guys still not having their head completely focused on football and just dealing with life and, you know. Uh, their disappointment and their frustration and their concerns and their worries uh, and all of that, uh, which certainly understandable, right? I think we're all dealing with a lot of emotions uh, and it is very hard to do your job at a 100 percent clip uh, when other things are going on in your mind and your heart and your soul. The question is, is what we don't know is how much of that was because of that or how much of that is because certain guys are not in their playbook, right? Ron has mentioned several times, you got to get your head in your book. And it seemed like he was kind of sending that message to young guys and rookies uh, like Antonio Gibson. Uh, And he had a couple of jumps today, a couple of um, misalignments. And that's been three or four times that I've seen that in training camp. Uh, And we asked Ron about that. It was going to be my question. Somebody else got it uh, in front of me and said, you know, look, his head is is swimming. He's he's not handling it well uh, in some ways. Um, You know, essentially, I forgot exactly the word he used, but he, you know, basically said in some ways he was lost. But he also said, look, the kid's a really good kid. And I have no doubt about that. Um, He said he's confused. We've put a lot on him and he's handled it very well, but you can see sometimes it gets to him. He's a great young man. I really love his demeanor and his approach to things, his honesty about being surprised about how some things are. When he does it right, you do see that athleticism. You do see that burst. You see that ability. He's an exciting, young, dynamic player. Remember, this kid is so raw as a running back. He, you know, he's learning a system that, again, is a new system. He's learning how to play in the NFL. With no OTAs, yes, the Zoom calls and all that, but your head's still spinning with there. You're just trying to process everything. Maybe he isn't working hard enough, that type of thing. We don't know. We don't know. Um, So that was kind of the big story coming out from practice on Friday. I'll sprinkle in a couple of other observations that I had throughout the show, but without further ado, let's hear from Logan Thomas, the starting tight end. He's been running with the ones uh, not in on every first team rep, but he's been running with the ones he hasn't been used. Uh, in as many, you know, double and, uh, you know, when they go to 12 personnel, two, one back, two tight ends, uh, certainly not as many uh, 13 personnel, you know, three tight end packaging looks. He's been basically a red zone weapon uh, and really kind of just. You know, being a primary pass catcher, I haven't seen him use too much for his blocking prowess. But that's what showed up on tape, at least on special teams, uh, not so much as a tight end. So, you know, I I think they're trying to force feed him into this offense because they know how desperate that position is. So here's Logan Thomas from Friday. I guess kind
0: of just in your first uh, training camp here, what has your rapport been like, uh, you know, with Dwayne and kind of how have you guys kind of progressed?
3: Uh, it's going well. Dwayne's doing a great job every day of getting better. Uh, and that's the biggest thing I see in him is every day is a step forward and um, not a step back. And, then, you know, I'm just trying to do my job, trying to make him feel comfortable.
0: And for you, I feel like the thing we hear about a lot is, oh, he's, he's only played tight end for, you know, X amount of years or, or whatever. I guess, how have you grown in this position uh, in training camp? What have you been focusing on to, to kind of get better?
3: No, just a little bit of everything. Um, This offense asks us to do a lot of things and to be good at a lot of things, so it just can't be one-dimensional. So every day is a learning process for me. Um, I just try to get one step better um, and move forward every single day. Thank you. Hey, hey, Logan, it's John Kime, ESPN.
1: Where are you a different player
3: at tight end even compared to this
0: time last year?
3: Um, I think it's just understanding. Um, I know what defenses are going to try and do. Um, I think I, I understand uh, what techniques to use in run game, uh, what techniques to use in pass game, what windows to hit in the pass game, and um, just being able to play as much as I did last year and get a good feel um, in, in Detroit. I think that helped me, uh, helped me going into this year. And then you and Dwayne have connected more than a few times in the red zone. Do you feel you can be an effective red zone target? If so, why? Um, you know, I just wanna be, I want to be somebody he's confident in to make a play. Um, and so I think that's the, the reason we have such a connection is that, you know, if he throws it to me, nothing bad's going to happen. It's either going to be a catch or an incompletion. And um, I think that's the way you got to look at it. And, uh, you know, in, in the red zone, hopefully my size um, will help, help make a play down there. And um, if not, then somebody else makes one. And that's just kind of what we are on this team is that if it's not me, then it's somebody else.
2: Thank you. Hi, Logan. Random Walker with The Athletic. As a former quarterback, how important is it for a signal caller to have a tight end that they can trust, a security blanket of sorts? Uh, how vital is that to the success of an offense and the quarterback?
3: Uh, I think a tight end is is one of the most important positions on the field, just because the things that it's asked to, that we are asked to do. Um, And then obviously you want to be that guy where, you know, if something breaks down, you just flick it out to them and they'll get you the couple tough hard yards that uh, put you in, even if it's like a third and short, which makes third down a little bit easier. And then obviously you want to be the guy that you can catch a ball downfield and make a big play as well. So, I mean, I think the tight end position in general is just um, a position that you got to do everything. You just, uh, uh, and you got to have the confidence from everybody as well.
2: One thing I've noticed is that you and Marcus Ball work a lot together in two tight end sets. What is your relationship with him like? What, is, what do you feel like the two of you all can bring to the offense as a collective unit? Uh,
3: me and Marcus got a good relationship. Um, he's a good kid. He's funny. He's smart. Uh, he works hard. And uh, that's all you can ask a, out of a young guy. And he's doing really well. Um, he's, a, he's a very athletic guy. Um, so hopefully between the two of us, we can um, do some stuff. But it's not just us two, man. The other guys in the room are, are extremely talented as well. Um, Hale and Sprink and, uh, and Richard, man, they, they've they been doing well and making plays out here as well. So um, I think we just got a good room in general.
2: Thank you, Logan. Logan, Nikki Javala with the Washington Post. Um, having bounced around quite a bit in your career so far, do you feel like this is a place where you can really establish yourself given the system and being from here and whatnot?
3: Absolutely. That's the plan. Um, you know, I don't go into any year just thinking it's going to be one year there uh, because I'm, I, I play with a bigger chip on my shoulder for, than just one year. Uh, I want to play that year out as best as I can and hopefully earn something for the next year. Um, it's just so happened that I have bounced around. And, um, you know, whether it's fortunate or unfortunate either way, um, but I'm blessed to be here on the Washington football team. Uh, I'm thankful and, you know, hopefully I have a good year and I'm able to stay around here, you know, for years to come.
2: Part of that, why do you think Scott Turner's offense is a good fit for
3: you? Yeah, uh, Coach Turner has done a great job, um, not only in Carolina, but also in Minnesota. And, um, you know, you can look at Greg and see the years that he's had, and you can see the years that the guys in Minnesota had as well uh, at tight end. And, and I think as a tight end, you want to be asked to do everything. Uh, you don't want to do, just be one-dimensional, and that's what this offense does.
1: All right, so that is Logan Thomas the Washington tight end part one we're going to hear just a couple of minutes more on the other side and as well we're going to start to hear from Chase Roulier, the starting center of the Washington football team one more practice observation guys Chase Young on Friday was rolled in with the ones he also played with the twos but you can see this cat and how good he's going to be I mean it doesn't take a whole lot uh, to see, I, I wrote about this uh, on, on si.com and Washington football on si.com. But the bottom line is this uh, that dude lined up at right defensive end, and he, uh, Logan Thomas, who we just heard a little bit from, caught a short little pass from Dwayne Haskins, and Chase Young just engulfed him and then just bowled him over uh, and pushed him down to the ground. I mean, Logan Thomas is a big dude. And Chase Young just swallowed him up. And on, like, the next play, I think he ran, like, a stunt from the right end uh, up the middle, and he, like, leaped in front of Kyle Allen and almost knocked a pass down. I mean, you could just see that talent starting to come along. And remember, he's still not 100% from the hip flexor. All right, more practice observations along with more Logan Thomas and a little bit of Chase Roulier to start. In moments right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell. Hey guys, once again, we're here to tell you about our friends at Built Bar. That's right, Built Bar. When you need a chocolate bar without the sugar, without the high calories, without the high carbs, without all that bad stuff that tastes awesome, there's one place for you. Built Bar. They've got six new flavors, including caramel brownie how good does that freaking sound and 12 original flavors i love the peanut butter and the peanut butter brownie i had uh, on the way to practice on friday morning uh, i had the mint brownie one that's pretty good too i like anything with caramel and peanut butter and chocolate oh so good and built bar has you covered 100% real chocolate soft easy to chew and again good for you low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber great for keto uh, diets whatever you want built bar has it and right now you guys can go to builtbar.com use the promo code locked on and you get $10 off your next order that's promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com All right, it is the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm your host, Chris Russell. Uh, Just another practice observation. J.D. McKissick really shined. I think on Friday, Uh, he's been good throughout. You can see his speed, acceleration, burst. But Ron Rivera was asked about McKissick because he stood out so many, because he had so many catches. They were running a lot of tempo. They were running a lot of hurry up. uh, And you know, Ron kind of attributed to that. They're working on tempo and they're working on pace. Uh, I think. this is going to be an offense that's going to have to do tempo by design in terms of you know, second quarter, just, you know, 7-7 seven, seven game, and they just come out and they run turbo or tempo, depending on how uh, you want to kind of refer to it, just by design to get people into a rhythm and to kind of try and catch the defense off guard. Maybe you don't do it for an entire series, but you do it for two, three, four plays. And we saw that at times with Jay Gruden. They certainly didn't do it enough for my liking. So I think you're going to see that. Ron attributed that. But they said, you know, look, what, what J.D. McKissick does – uh, lining up in the slot, lining up out wide, motioning out from the running back position. A uh, couple of different backs. He's been. I've seen him in different alignments. I've seen him with different pairings. I've seen him with Adrian Peterson. I've seen him with Antonio Gibson. I've seen him uh, split out wide. I've seen him in the slot. I've seen him all over the place catch a lot of balls out of the backfield. That's what Scott Turner does. We keep trying to emphasize that is going to be a big part of this offense, and it's something I've been begging for. Use the running backs more, not just as a hammer, but as a Pass receiver. That is something they need to do. All right. So let's get to the rest of Logan Thomas here uh, on the Locked on Washington Football Team podcast. Hi, Logan. It's Matt paris in the Washington Times.
0: Just kind of following up on that. How important is the tight end to this offense? It seems like there's a lot of different looks with multiple tight ends on the field. What does that do uh, against an opposing
2: defense?
3: Yeah. When multiple sets in general, so multiple tight ends, multiple running backs, um, then you spread the receivers out. It makes a defense think. Uh, and if a defense has to think and they get out of a gap, that's when big plays happen. So that, that's what this offense really does is, you know, you put people in positions to make plays, but you also put people in positions um, where they're comfortable. And then you also do it to, you know, mess with the defense. And if you can do all three of those things very well, then that's when you have an offense that's clicking and really cooking. Have you noticed a shift
0: with that? Like are Tadden's being featured more? Um,
3: you know, I, I'm really not sure um, with that question. Uh, I think the tight ends just in general um, are a big and important thing to the game of football, um, not just here uh, in Washington, but you can look around the league and see, um, you know, what the tight end position does.
0: Hey, Logan, uh, Ben Stanley with The Athletic. Um, just curious, you, this is your first year here, and obviously it's Ron's first year here. I just curious, what, what is your thought and sort of the vibe that, that, that he's been setting in camp throughout this uh, last couple of weeks?
3: Uh, I really like Coach Rivera. Um, he is um, exactly what I thought he was from what I could see, you know, on the outside. Uh, you know, he's a guy that, you know, if something's not going right in the, in the offense, he'll step into the huddle and he's like, just worry about this play, this play right here, and then the next play, we'll worry about that when it comes. And he's just kind of a, a calming voice in the middle of practice, but he's also a guy that you can really uh, get to understand. Um, he really pushes you to be to be better. Thank you. Uh, you, you missed the uh, first part of training camp on the coronavirus
0: list. Uh, can, can you elaborate on, on what that experience was like for you?
3: Uh, I hated it. You had to be at home for 10 days, um, just kind of just sitting there while the rest of your teammates are out there getting better. And, um, but, I mean, I guess now looking back on it, I don't really have a, a worry about having to deal with it for the rest of this year. Um, I mean, I guess that's a blessing. That's the way I can look at it. But for those ten days, I didn't look at it in that way. But uh, thankfully, and I, I was blessed enough not to have any symptoms. Um, nobody in my family had any symptoms, and everybody is healthy. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I guess, I guess that's the best way I can look at it. And I'm just looking forward to moving forward with the season.
1: So, did you know you had it, or the the, the test kind of flagged up for you?
3: Yeah, he called me the next morning. I guess the morning of the 29th, since I did uh, the test on the 28th, and he said that I tested positive. And I was like, really? I know I do. Don't know where I, where I got it, how I got it, where it came from. So, Wild. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, Logan, this is J.P.
0: Finley from NBC Sports, Washington. I, it, watching you for a few days now, you seem to be kind of more of the animated type. I saw you doing some push-ups today after an offsides, I think. And um, the other day, I think you were frustrated. There was a helmet throw. What is that about you that, that lets that passion come out?
3: Uh, I, I strive to be uh, as perfect as I can be. And I just want to you – know, I'm upset with myself, not at anybody else, when I, when I mess up. And, you know, I, I demand to be great. Uh, I want to be great. Um, so when I do something stupid, uh, that's kind of the way it comes out. Thank you.
0: Hey, Logan, Les Carpenter at the Washington Post. I mean, expanding a little bit more on playing for Rivera, I mean, you know, there's so many things it seems like already that he's done off the field and meetings and things with
1: you guys, and obviously this, you know, this is not some trading training camp. How has he been able to handle all that? And it, you've been around the league a little bit. I mean, how does, how does it
0: differ from, say, other places you've been and other, other people you've worked with?
3: Um, he's just very calm. He's he's laid back, relaxed, and it's it's like nothing ever gets to him. You know, he just kind of takes the punches as they come, and that's kind of what he preaches to us is, like, sometimes you can't, you know, you you can't do anything about what's dealt to you. You just take it, and then you process it, and then you go do what you have to do for it. And um, for him, any different from guys around the league, um, there's not really – everybody's different in their own way. Um, You know, Matty P is a little bit – more excitable like more in your face um ron is more a little bit more laid back kind of like mcdermott is in, in buffalo um and those are the three guys i've really gotten to know over the last couple of years obviously and um but with ron i i have mad respect for him um, just the way he handles everything um especially with his diagnosis and everything and he's just everything's been straight kilter hasn't changed at all and um you know you can't even tell that um, if, if he's having a bad day, you would never know. Um, all he wants to do is, is make us better and, and keep pushing us forward.
1: Thanks.
0: You called Ron calm. I'm not sure that word fits Pete Hayner exactly. How would you describe what it's been like getting to know your tight ends coach?
3: Oh, yeah, Pete's got a little juice to him for sure. Um, but, I mean, that's, that's how he gets his guys uh, to be as good as they are. Uh, his guys in Carolina obviously loved him. Um, these guys in Carolina obviously played very well for him as well. And, um, you know, that's what he's trying to get out of us. And um, I think as a player, you respect who he is because he doesn't change. That's who he is every single day. And that's what you want. Uh, and, and for myself, I hear him. You know, you, you kind of just process it and take it as it goes. Um, and then, um, but me and Pete have a good relationship, and uh, I'm thankful for him. Chris, I'll- uh, I'll-
1: uh, Chris is not here. If you don't mind, I'll, I'll take one more up do you mind telling us about kind of your thoughts yesterday when you guys had the team meeting and watching players around sports sit
0: out games, just kind of your personal reflections on the situation?
3: Uh, I think it's a beautiful time uh, when it comes to that. Uh, I think the the word needs to get out. Uh, I think everybody needs to come together, um, you know, for, for one purpose, and that's just life uh, betterment for everybody. Um, and, you know, I'm thankful for, Um, the opportunities that we have to be able to play this game and within the walls of um, within the walls of this locker room. um, It's not seen any different. It's seen different than it is out there in in real life. And then once you get into real life, everything opens back up. Um, You know, for me myself, you know, I'm half black and half white. I'm kind of stuck in the middle. I see, I see both sides. Um, But I favor with the, with the black lives matter side, simply because lives in general matter and you know the things that are happening around the world um around the united states especially things must stop and it's time to put a stop down and um you know for us we got to share our experiences with the world um and not only us sharing but people have to listen as well and i think that's where it really boils down to is everybody's got to come to an understanding and knowledge and then what steps do we take to move forward
0: I'll just ask one more quick. Uh, with regards to uh, one one thing that stands about you is your uh, versatility. Obviously, you having played a different position, and this offense seems to really gravitate towards guys who can play kind of all over the place. Is that one of the aspects of this that kind of attracted you on some level in the first place, and kind of works with your skill set?
3: Uh, honestly, before before I signed here, they didn't really say much about that. Um, but knowing the offense and seeing what they've done with other guys uh, like a Curtis Samuel last year, like. The way they, you know, give him the ball and a couple of jet sweeps, I know that they know how to use skill sets um, and want to use those skill sets because, like I said earlier, it makes the defenses think. And if you make the defenses think, it makes it a little easier on you. All
1: right, and that is Logan Thomas, starting tight end for the Washington Football Team, and boy, do they need him to be a big part of this offense let's get right out to chase Rulie, starting center he caught up with the media earlier this week after a rocky practice and was asked what ron rivera kind of was hammering down last weekend when he undressed his football team
0: yeah coach rivera was just uh he was reiterating um the importance of practicing hard um every day um, that you know you can't you can't take any days off if you expect to make it to a Super Bowl. Um, and um, he talked about um, the expectation for this team um, to, to make it to the Super Bowl in his time here, um, and that that is our goal: is to make it to the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. Um, and that that is our ultimate goal. And in order to do that, um, we have to play hard every single play, um, fix all of our mistakes, um, and continue to push forward that way.
2: And then on Thursday, when he told you guys about his diagnosis, um, what was that like and what was your reaction?
0: Yeah, um, obviously that was that, that came as a shock to me. Um, it was uh, something that, um, you know, he, he felt that it was the right thing to do to let us know um, before it got out to the media. Um, and we appreciated that, that we were able to um, give that information and um, kind of analyze that on our own, you know. Before we had to hear from from the media, um, and that allowed us to, um, you know, figure out what that would mean for the team. Um, and um, he, he was able to explain everything that would happen. Um, you know, that uh, it was, it is a situation that should be able to be handled, um, and. Um, that we shouldn't have anything to worry about. And, you know, we're able to push on as a team. And, you know, obviously we'll be praying for him and um, have have him in our thoughts as he goes and gets treatment for that.
1: All right, that is part one of Chase Roulier. When we return, we'll have a little bit more from the starting center going into his fourth NFL season right here and right now on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Good to have you with us. And we close up shop right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Uh, Just another note, uh, I saw Josh Garnett, the newly signed uh, former first-round pick offensive lineman. He was working with the ones at left guard for the first time today, uh, meaning Friday, I should say, at practice, depending on when you were listening. And also that meant later in the practice that Wes Martin, who, again, was presumed to be the starting left guard, but remember, Ron Rivera kind of called him out last Saturday, and said, here's an example of a guy who's not taking advantage of his opportunity. He was working at center and working with the second team. Now, that's not his natural position, but you got to kind of cross train. And he had a couple of low snaps, one real low snap that Kyle Allen did a pretty good job of. So watch out uh, for that as this team develops. Out to Chase Roulier, the rest of him.
0: Um, uh, just curious overall with practice since you guys have been together in the last few days in particular how has this uh, uh, camp been for you the tone, the tenor of it relative to the one you experienced before yeah I mean obviously um, with COVID uh, everything's a little different um, but um uh, the basics are the same. You know, we're still going out there. We're we're still grinding as a team. We're still learning as a team. Um, you know, we're we're both sides of the ball. We're learning a new offense, new defense. So um, there's obviously some growing pains with that. Um, but there's a lot of similarities as well that have allowed us to, um, you know, just take the new new offense in stride as well, and um, you know, be able to continue to improve the things that we we know and learn the new things that we didn't know about this offense. So um, there's there's definitely been um like i said some growing pains but uh, i think that we've made a lot of progress in in these last couple weeks how's your relationship with Dwayne evolved here in in year two and how have you seen him make strides in his game yeah um i think my relationship with Dwayne has has definitely grown um you know he's um in, in his second year now he's uh Becoming a, a great veteran out there, you know, he's, he's no longer in his rookie year, so, um, you know, he's, he's grown up a lot, um, you know, both in his understanding of defenses, understanding of our offense, um, but also just as a leader as well, um, you know, he's, he's doing a good job um, commanding the huddle this year. Uh, and, and making sure guys are where they need to, need to be in formations and on plays. Um, and that just allows uh, the whole functionality of the offense to be very smooth um, when, he's, when he's able to be um, you know a great leader out there on the field. And I think he's taken huge strides in that this year. Nice. So I wanted to ask you about Alex, too, and just how remarkable is it to see him out there with you guys, knowing what he went through, it, it truly is remarkable. Um, you know, the the first first time we saw him out there um, in that nine on nine drill, um, I think I think everyone was pretty amazed. Um, you know, we um, we had all hoped that he'd be able to to get back to where he is now um, and, and continue to push forward as well, but um, it. I mean it was a, it was a tough situation for such a long time for him and you know he's worked so hard to get where he is right now um, and we respect him so much for what he has done um, and are just I mean, so so happy for for where he is now, um, and excited to, to see him back there out on the field.
1: As you enter uh, this final year of your contract, where mentally you're at, does that motivate you? Does that you know sit on your mind? Yeah. Uh, do you think about it at all? And, and especially considering that they have drafted a couple of interior offensive line guys up the last few years.
0: You know, I, going into my final year of my contract, I, I look at it look at it as the, the same as every other year. You know, I'm I'm going out there. Um, I'm going to play to the best of my ability and prepare the most I possibly can, just like I have every other year, Um, and just continue to do what I have been doing, and that is, um, you know, prepping as much as I can before um, and then playing as hard as I possibly can in practice and in games.
1: All right, and that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Washington Football Team podcast. Thanks for being with us, everybody. Have a great rest of your weekend. I'm Chris Russell. Adios.